Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trader here with you on this Friday, April 23rd. We are now less than seven days away from the NFL Draft exciting times folks and I tell you what I am looking forward to doing my final mock draft of the 2021 draft season next week I will have that for you Um, but in the meantime on today's show I have audio clips from Dave Gettleman's media session and um, you know I always like to use Dave Gettleman's uh, draft preview his media session to look for clues as to what I think the Giants might do in the first round of the draft. And, you know, initially after hearing him, I thought, okay, he didn't really give anything up too much. But I went back and I looked at the notes, and I'm going to have some thoughts, actually, about what I think he might do, um, just based on some of the answers. And we'll talk about that in segment three of this podcast. But I want to play a couple of uh, audio clips in the meantime that I thought were very significant. And the first one was a a myth debunker. Um, Much has been made about Dave Gettleman not drafting back in any draft that he has, um, that he has been a part of in eight, I think it's eight drafts now he's, he's been a part of as a general manager, including his time down with the Carolina Panthers and of course, the topic came up again. And uh, Gettleman, you know, when you, whenever you get a, a a topic, when you get on a topic that he just, I guess, is a sore spot. You can always tell when you've hit a nerve with him because he kind of just chuckles and, you know, t- attempts to set the record straight. So that's what he did when he was asked about not trading back and, you know, what has to happen and all that good stuff. So let me play the clip for you as to what he said about not playing, uh, not trading back. The question, by the way, was asked by uh, Dan Graziano of ESPN. He's one of their national reporters. So let me play that clip for you. You know, you guys don't believe me. I, meanwhile, Jeremiah Dan, uh, had a great line. Mascot will have right ter- right turns before DG trades back. I think it's a hell of a line. I had a good laugh. Um, we have t- I've tried in the past. I, I honest honest. I've tried to trade back, but it, it's going to be value. I'm not getting fleeced. I, I refuse to do it. And if you know somebody wants to make a bad trade back, God bless them. And but you know we've had opportunities. I've tried. You know. And there, you have to understand the other piece of this, Dan, is sometimes you have a trade and the guy that the team is trading up for gets picked in front of you. I've had, we've had that happen to us. We got a trade, we got a trade, and the, and the so-and-so selects, no trade, Dave, goodbye. <laughs> and they hang the phone up on me. So that happens too. I mean, it's really, it's, it's like, it's almost becoming urban myth. I, I, I've tried, I really have. <laughs> Okay, now, you know, number one, he's right. I mean, it does take two sides to make a trade. But the reason why I wanted to start off the show with this particular clip is, does this mean the Giants are going to maybe trade back this year? 
I got to agree with Daniel Jeremiah, who basically said he doesn't see it happening. I think he said we'd have a better chance of seeing a right turn made in NASCAR than we would Dave Gettleman trading down. Because um, something worth noting here, and this, this to me I thought was kind of a clue for Gettleman, he mentioned, he was asked um, today if he would be comfortable having just six draft picks. That is the second lowest amount of draft picks, I believe, um, that ties the Giants with other teams. I think the Detroit Lions also have six, but it, it's a low amount of draft capital. And this is a team, remember, that, you know, they believe in building through the draft. And Gettleman, you know, just to paraphrase, said that he would be comfortable with what he's got. So in other words, there's not a great sense of urgency for him to trade and get more picks in this draft. Now, future drafts, that's another story. And the reason why I want to mention that, why I think that is significant, is because it just kind of underscores what I think most of us already knew. But if you didn't know now, the Giants are all in. All right. So you look at what they did in free agency, all the free agent contracts they added. They are all in on winning this year. They think they have a, a solid foundation. They've got the right coaching staff. You know, they still need a few more pieces, but they feel that they can get those guys on board and contributing rather quickly. If the Giants, I think, were further away, and, and P.S., I'm not sure I agree with this whole thought process, which I will explain in, in a bit why, but if the Giants thought that they were further away from being a potential playoff team, I would guess that, you know, Gettleman would have said something a little different about, you know, having more picks or getting more picks if he could. The fact that he kind of just dismissed it, I thought was very telling. Like, okay, you know, we did most of our our roster building through free agency and, and, you know, we're going to be good to go. Now, why does that make me a little concerned? Because... You never, you know, if you're a team, you never want to build the team through free agency. The Giants have tried that twice before, in recent years no less, and they haven't really had success. Now, I've noted in the past that this free agency spending spree is a little bit different, but the point, you know, the fact remains is they still went on a spree. They plugged a lot of holes with, you know, players that were, you know, NFL ready, that had been in another system that they felt the coaching staff could work with. And in the process, folks, they also created a potential salary cap issue that if they don't win this year and they have to blow everything up after this year, they're going to have some problems with the cap. You know, um, earlier in the week, Kevin Abrams, the assistant GM and uh, salary cap specialist, spoke about that very same topic. He was asked about backloading contracts into future cap years. And Abrams said that, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here, that it could be a problem in 2022. I would be shocked, folks, if it's not a problem in 2022. The Giants really did a lot of backloading. They pretty much, in my mind, have mortgaged the future. Um, Instead of, you know, 
seeking to continue building draft assets. Now, I understand why they did it. They have to kind of make a decision on Daniel Jones sooner than later and figure out what they're going to do there. But just really, the Giants are taking a very big gamble, in my opinion, with what they're doing, with the approach that they're taking. I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping it all works out for them. But I'm not going to lie to you. I have my doubts because, you know, free agency is just not the way to build a, a winning roster. Now, that said, Joe Judge and his staff, they have worked wonders with this football club. I have all the confidence in the world in that staff, but uh, we shall see how it all comes together. That's going to be very interesting because um, you build through the draft. It's that simple. Every GM will tell you that, that that's the way they prefer to go. And, you know, if they don't, it usually doesn't work out for them. But fingers crossed it will. All right, folks, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I have another important clip uh, from Dave Gettleman's presser with the media. So stay with us. This episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Rings that are sure to bring joy into her life. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring. Ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece, they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just do a search for the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and is fairly priced so you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect, unique ring she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, so find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trena, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. If you're looking for a way to keep Giants football in the forefront during this offseason, pick up a copy of my new book, The Big 50 New York Giants, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. This 350-plus page book takes a deep dive into the rich history of the Giants franchise, covering every era with stories, photos, and more that take you behind the headlines. The Big 50 New York Giants is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, TriumphBooks.com, and wherever books are sold. Pick up your copy today, and thank you to everyone for your support. And welcome back, Giant fans, to segment two of Locked on Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you, and we're going over some highlights from Dave Gettleman's draft uh press conference preview. He was joined by Director of College Scouting Chris Pettit. Um, as usual, Dave provided a lot of uh, noteworthy clips, I thought, and uh, we're sharing some of the audio clips that I thought were significant. 
on this podcast. And before we get into the next batch of uh, clips that I thought were important enough to, to mention on the podcast, just want to remind you, this year on the Locked On Podcast Network, we are partnering with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's national experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch the live three-day draft coverage of the draft April 29th through May 1st. And that is coming up next weekend where we will also have extended coverage um, throughout the, the draft. So going to be exciting. I can't wait. I mean, finally, we are putting an end to the mock drafts and we're going to get answers. So, all right, let's get back to um, Dave Gettleman and some of the highlights of what he had to say. Now, this next segment, uh, I'm going to play this clip for you. This was in response to a question about how involved head coach Joe Judge is in the draft process. So let me play the clip for you and then I'll come back and uh fill in some of the blanks for you. Yeah, I mean, he's very involved. He was very involved last year. I have this crazy idea that we should collaborate and, and, and this crazy idea we should bring in players that fit coaches' schemes. So he's, you know, obviously very involved. You know, this year obviously was different because you're touching each other. You know, you're in the, you're in the same spot and it's, it, it's really helpful. And uh, the best, the best part is the direction and, and, and him and his staff explaining the type of player they're looking for really and truly at the end of the day, it's the biggest, the biggest direction uh, is, is with the linebackers. Very frankly, offensive players are off, you know, linemen, offensive linemen, defensive linemen, back end guys, front end. They're all, it's all the same. It's really the, the linebacker fit and the, and the versatility we're looking for. At certain position with certain players, you know, so, you know, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd like to have a, a talented two way go guy. It's a guy that could do a couple things, you know, so you, you know, you take away, you, you turn around, and you take a look at what Julian Love has developed into, you know, where he's a Connor, he's a safety, he's here, he's there, and he's got, it gives you, what it does is, Dan, is it gives you the coordinator a lot of flexibility. So that's, you know, that's um, where that's at. Okay, let me fill in some of the blanks here because there's a lot of misconception out there about, you know, how things are, are kind of work. And Dave Gettleman, as a general manager, he does have final say over the roster, but he has always worked in collaboration with the coaching staff. Now, here's where things are a little different from the last two coaching staffs, or I'm sorry, the last coaching staff he worked with, with the Giants. The, the difference is, is Joe Judge's staff, they have a clear idea as to what type of players they want, what type of players will fit into what they are doing. And it's not just a matter of, okay, you know what, player X looks like he can rush the passer, so... We'll find a spot for him. We'll figure it out. No, it, it, it's, it's very calculated. It's very planned right down to the last detail. And it's, it's kind of like the best way I can compare it with the old coaching staff is that they might like a guy. You know, it's kind of like you go to a store and you, and you see something on the shelf and you say, oh, I'm going to buy that thing 
because I think I have a use for it in my home. And then you bring the item home after investing in it, and it ends up sitting on the shelf, and you never use it. Or maybe you don't use it to its fullest potential. That's kind of what happened with the giant coaching staff, the prior staff. They had a rough idea as to what they wanted, but it was pretty much, okay, you know, just get the guy in and we'll figure out how we're going to use him. And I, d- I just never got the impression that the prior coaching staff optimized the talent that was brought in. That also being said, and I've made this point several times before, you look at what the Giants did on defense when James Betcher was here and how they brought in all the former Cardinal players that they could collect to help run that system rather than take guys who, you know, were draft picks or, or, you know, prospects or whatever and develop them and coach them up so that they fit what was being run. And it was a very, very poor way of building a roster. And it was a big reason why the Giants weren't successful. Under Joe Judge, that doesn't exist. They have an idea as to what they want, you know, and, and you heard Dave Gettleman talk about, you know, what they want with linebackers, which is so essential, you know. And and Dave and his staff, their job is to go out and get the guys that most closely fit what Joe Judge and his staff wants. I almost look at it as as kind of like a, a matchmaker service. It's it's kind of like, you know, you go in and you sit down and you you tell what you want in a in a potential match and you know the the matchmaker has to go and find somebody who's pretty close to it. That's what it kind of reminds me of. Not that I ever used a matchmaker service, mind you, but I've seen it on TV, so um honest. Uh but anyway the uh, the fact that Joe Judge knows what he's looking for is is huge. Now, there's another uh, part of this. I don't have the clip handy, but later on in the draft in in the draft presser, um, Chris Pettit and Dave Gettleman were asked how key it is to have you know that Joe Judge's staff. A lot of those members are not that far removed from the college scene. And Dave basically said that it helps, you know, because as he put it, you know, these assistant coaches were able to, quote unquote, get their hands on these guys. They were able to, you know, coach them up close and personal, compete against them, know about them. And something that also really struck me as interesting, that Joe Judge and his assistants have been reaching out to the college community, you know, calling old contacts, reaching out to head coaches and whatnot, and really doing their due diligence on various players. You know, what can they do well? What can't they do well? You know, what makes them tick? What uh, buttons can you push with them realistically? How do you motivate them? Who's overly sensitive? All kinds of intel they've been able to gather. And if you don't think that stuff is important, especially considering the modifications that NFL teams had to make 
in terms of the scouting process. And, you know, they're still not able to, to really go on campus and meet with players because of the pandemic. They were limited to three par- uh, members of their party during the pro days. So there were still limitations. And then, of course, they also had to do Zoom calls uh, with the prospects. I think Chris Pettit said they were enti- they were allowed up to five calls. So... It's not like the old days where you could just go and sit and, you know, chit chat with a guy, you know, have a hamburger or something and really get to know him and, and, you know, meet his friends, his family, you know, his hometown, all that good stuff. And so the Giants, what I love about Joe Judge is how he adapts to whatever the circumstances are that are thrown his way. And this is how they have adapted. You know, they, they, they have the coaching staff reaching out and doing, you know, helping out with the scouting process and being more involved. Maybe, you know, this is as, as involved as I can remember any coaching staff on the Giants being in the draft recruiting process. In the past, it was pretty much, you know, oh, we'll bring the prospe- prospect into the building and, oh, you could sit and watch film with him and get to know him that way, but we'll take care of all the heavy lifting. So this is really, really a good way. I think that the Giants are going about their business of recruiting players. And um, I think it's going to pay off because what's going to happen is Joe Judge is going to get players in his locker room that he and his assistants have personally vetted. And they're going to know a lot about these guys before they even come into the building. There won't be any guessing games. You won't hear stories about, oh, you know, the, the scouting department, drafted a guy and I never met him. I, I don't know if you guys remember, but I can remember, I think it was um, with Ben McAdoo when they drafted Davis Webb. McAdoo wasn't as familiar with Davis Webb, if you remember. I think I think that's who it was. And, um, you know, it, that just kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. You won't have that with this coaching staff. So that's why, you know, that collaborative process with Joe Judge, with the coaching staff, it is so important and so worth noting. So I just wanted to mention that as well because that was a big takeaway for me. All right, folks, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, I'm going to give you some thoughts as to what I think the Giants might be thinking in terms of round one of the draft. Stay with us. Hey, Giant fans, if you haven't tried the all-new Built Bar, you're really missing out. They offer an amazing assortment of flavors, both of the nut and nut-free varieties, which is sure to appease any taste. And can I take a moment to tell you about their new Coconut Brownie Chunk Bar? Folks, this is by far my favorite of Built Bar's selection and a perfect way for me to swap out a meal Or if my day is particularly busy and I need a quick bite, tide me over until my next meal. Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they really taste like you're eating a candy bar. Except you're not. You're indulging in a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber treat that's great for the keto diet or any diet plan you happen to be on. So head on over to BuiltBar.com today and use the special promo code LOCKEDON20 to get 20% off your next order. That's BuiltBar.com with the promo code LOCKEDON20 for 20% off your next order. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, regardless of the sport or the major event. Bet online also covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, 
offering real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you enter the promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your sportsbook expert. Welcome back, New York Giant fans, to Locked On Giants. Patricia Trainer here with you on this Friday. We are now less than a week away from the NFL Draft. And for those who don't know, the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Locked On and Odyssey is happening right now, featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Jason LaConfora, and Brian Baldinger. Our local experts for every team are making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matters to you most. That's Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y. All right, we are going over some of the highlights of Dave Gettleman's draft preview uh, press conference. He had the uh, the presser with Chris Pettit, who's the director of college scouting for the Giants. They met with the media via Zoom on Thursday. And um, this next segment, this next clip, actually, when I first heard the question, I have to admit, I was like, duh, what a stupid question. And I think even Dave Gettleman at some point, you know, in the beginning, if you listen to his answer, agree that it was kind of a silly question. That said, the more Dave answered it, the more I thought that perhaps he he might have given out a clue as to what he might be thinking. Now, the question that was asked is, are you expecting somebody to come in at number, you know, that you draft at number 11 to contribute right away? And when I heard that question, I was like, of course they're expecting somebody drafted at number 11 in the first round there to come in and contribute right away. But let me play the clip of what Gettleman said, and then I'll give you my take on what I think the Giants might do in this uh, in the first round of the drafts. Yes. <laughs> the cliff note answer on it is yes. Um, it's really hard to take a guy at 11 that you're, you're betting on the the potential he's got all the PQs, you know, he's, you know, it's, 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 it's just, you know what, you know what it comes down to? I look at it this way. So I'm a Celtics fan. Don't be angry, but I'm a Boston Celtics fan. So, you know, a couple of years ago, the Celtics drafted Robert Williams out of Kentucky. He was a one and done guy and all kinds of potential. Well, now it's year three and he's finally starting to play to his abilities. Okay. In, in the NFL, you know, I've got to be, you know, Kim, I got to be really cognizant of the, the coaches. They're under the pressure to win all the time. Every Sunday is, is a referendum on, on their skills as coaches. And you got to be really careful when you start taking guys that high that have that much, you know, you love the physical skills, the potential, but it's, t- but how long is it going to take? for it to show on the field. So that's kind of like the balance I have to, I have to get to. Okay. So now let me just also go back and just mention something 
earlier in the conference call, I asked Dave Gettleman about contracts specific to, you know, for example, the offensive line, as I've pointed out so many times before, um, the Giants have four offensive linemen who are in contract years, and there's no way they're going to re-sign all four of them. So do they maybe dedicate some assets um, in the draft to getting the depth on board and having that ready? And pretty much, you know, Dave's answer was, yes, that's part of the factor. But that said, um, I have been saying uh, the last, I guess, few weeks that I could see the Giants potentially going offensive line at number 11. And I still think that if one of Panay Sewell or, or Rashawn Slater falls to the Giants at number 11, that could be the pick. If both of those guys are not there, or, you know, if it comes down to Slater and they don't feel that Slater is, is, is an option at guard, which is, is certainly possible, my gut feeling is the Giants are going to go with receiver. And, you know, it's interesting because I'm, I've been sticking with offense right from the get-go. I feel that the Giants are going to finish the job on offense. They have to. They have to put playmakers around Daniel Jones. Um, that doesn't mean that they're going to ignore the defense. I think they're going to address the defense, but not until day two of the draft. I could see and make a case for one of Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith, and I would think one or both of those guys will probably be there if you know five quarterbacks go in the in the first ten picks. I could see that you know being the case. Um, I definitely see the Giants making a case for, you know, like a Jalen Waddle if he is there. And here's why, you know, I, I like to look ahead at contracts. Who's under contract? Who's got guaranteed money coming up? Who's getting up there in age? Who, you know, different elements. And I look at the receiving core. Sterling Shepard is the guy who this year has guaranteed money. He is also a guy who in the last two years has missed time due to injuries. Next year, he does not have guaranteed money. Now, I'm not suggesting at this point the Giants get rid of him after this year, because obviously we've got to get through this season. But I could see a potential scenario where if the Giants want to get younger and cheaper, get another receiver in here. You know, Jalen Waddle is a guy who can play slot. He can also play on the outside and just have that depth. And now at receiver, especially, you know, when you consider that these guys get banged up, you'll have Galladay, you'll have um, Darius Slayton, you'll have Sterling Shepard. Um, and, and if you're able to draft, a, you know, a Waddle or a Smith, you'll have one of those rookies. That's, that's a pretty deep receiving core. So if somebody goes down with an injury, now you have a, a potential replacement. And the Giants, and this is where I agree with Daniel Jeremiah, they have got to go offense in the first round. You know, Jeremiah said it's got to be, you know, he, I think he said, you know, it's either going to be a receiver or an offensive lineman. That is my thinking as well. I don't think the Giants are going to go defensive uh, pass rusher based on what Chris Pettit said. Chris Pettit made the comment that, you know, this is a pretty good class. He suggested that it was a deep class. So if it's a deep class, you can sometimes defer and not immediately pick somebody up. 
Um, offensive line, again, the only two guys I think are worthwhile in, in the first round for the Giants are Sewell and, and uh, Slater. That said, this is also a very deep class for offensive guards. So I could see a scenario where the Giants wait to draft an offensive guard. They're going to have to add some offensive line help. I, I think that's a given that one of their picks is going to be an offensive line, lineman. I'd be stunned if it wasn't. So if I were to, you know, and this is hard because I'm I, I'm doing an either or as opposed to a definite, this is what I think they're going to do. But, you know, I feel, and and again, I'm going to firm this up with you guys next week as, you know, like the the show before the day of the draft. Just in case, you know, some other breaking news comes down the line or if there's a trade or something like that. But right now, if you were to say to me, okay, Pat, what do you think the Giants are going to do? Definitely, I think they're going to go offense. And if I had to take a guess, will it be receiver? Will it be offensive line? I'm starting to lean back towards receiver. Even though I personally would like to see them finish off the offensive line, I can kind of see and make a case for them waiting to draft a guard, say, for example, in round two of the draft or a center, you know, a backup center, you know, because maybe the plan down the line is to kick Nick Gates from center over to guard. That's another possibility that, you know, we need to consider. I, you know, it's funny. I started off the mock draft season thinking it was going to be receiver all the way. And I don't know that that's changed. I mean, just listening to Dave Gettleman and Chris Pettit, you know, speak, I think it's going to be a receiver. You know, um, they, they want a guy who can make an impact right away. Certainly a receiver can do that, you know, as can an offensive lineman, although an offensive lineman takes a little bit longer to develop. You know, a cornerback can make a, can make an impact right away. I don't know if they would go cornerback, though, in the first round. I, I, I just... I could see them getting a corner later in the draft, but in the first round, even though I could see the logic behind it, I don't know that they would do that. I think the priority has to be on the offensive side of the ball, and I think that's where the Giants are going to go. And, um, you know, again, I don't anticipate changing that part of my opinion, whether it's Waddle or, you know, again, Slater. Let's see how, you know, let's see what happens in the next several days if there's another trade or, you know, what the latest scuttlebutt is. As we get a little closer, that's when some of these, the smoke starts to clear a little bit. But that's my take right now as to what I think the Giants are going to do. And quite frankly, I would be happy either way if they go offensive line or if they go uh, receiver. Now, you know, I, I still feel that if it were me, Offensive line should be the priority because, as I've said so many times before, it doesn't matter who you have back at quarterback if the quarterback's going to be flat on his back. But, you know, we'll see if the Giants agree. All right, Giant fans, that's going to do it for this edition of the Locked On Giants podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Make sure you tune in next week. We're going to have wall-to-wall draft coverage, including through the weekend. Lots coming up. Can't wait to bring it to you. Until then, folks, have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday.